0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus, I'm your host. I'm joined by a very ill man flu, um, very, very, very ill, Trev. Um, Johnny from the North Bank and uh, my capo, uh, sidekick as well. Uh, Dan, uh, who may have his voice back after St Kellen. Good job. We don't have uh, football tonight because I think uh, you would be absolutely screwed uh, by the time the weekend came along. Dan, how are you doing? How's your voice?
2: Yeah, I've got it back. I'm, I've 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 needed the break. In all fairness, if I'd have come back and gone Forest, um, not Forest, um, Everton, and then PS3, God, I wouldn't have yeah, had voice. I was I was I struggling think- a couple of days ago still.
1: <laughs> I think, well, I was struggling for a lot of other reasons, but here we go. Trev, uh, it seems like forever since I've seen you.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, It's been a week, hasn't it? I, I'm not very well, Ferg. I, I've dragged myself up for this tonight. I'm not in the mood, but I'm going to enjoy it because uh, I always do enjoy these shows. I've not got COVID. I think I just picked up something while we were away and uh, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. But uh I'll let you do most of the talking tonight, and I'll just pull you up when you're wrong, which means I'll be doing a lot of talking, I know, but we'll see how <laughs> it goes. Johnny, he's just so unkind to me.
1: You introduced me to this man. You introduced me. This is the introduction that I got. It was you to him, and here I am, getting abused by him all the time. How are you doing, Johnny?
3: Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm standing upright, and uh sober. so better oh, than you Jesus Christ. in St. Gallen.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think you know what, I think you probably are right, that it's, uh, it's better than, definitely some of us were in St. Gallen. Um, just to give you, give you, let's give you a little bit of a flavour um, of St. Gallen. So myself and Dan and Trev and Terry were in the pub, the Irish bar in St. Gallen, and um, we were outside chatting to some Swiss guys, uh, some English guys based in Switzerland, uh, uh Meller and that and uh he, he later filmed us on Twitter. Jesus Christ, I need to sue him. Um but uh we got interviewed by um by Blick TV, which is the, the equivalent of Sky Sports News or something like that in Switzerland, I think, is it Dan?
2: I think it's just yeah, sports based or they certainly cover a lot of sport in in Switzerland. Yeah. Not that I've heard of them much, but yeah.
1: But normally you're the you're the lead like the ringleader of the singing and I just stand around like an epileptic and so on. But this, this time I, I took the lead, didn't I? Well you you did a lot of the vocals to put it for you. What what happened was the guy interviewed me and he asked me a question about Granite Shaka and this was my response. <sighs> There may have been a couple of beers, Trev. Did we have one or two by
0: then? I'm sure I heard the bloke interviewing you say "cut" halfway through that. He
1: (laughs) he he shook my hand and said "thanks very much." Little did he know it would be an embarrassment to my friends, my family, and my wife.
0: (laughs) It was it was a steady afternoon and evening, wasn't it? We had a good few beers. The beer wasn't it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't as expensive as we thought it would be. And it was it weren't a bad drop of beer either. So. All, I, all in all, I was quite happy with it to be honest, and they sold alcohol in the ground when we got there, so double win for me. Yeah, did, from did, that did, perspective, it's a good trip, but that's about the only perspective, really.
1: Well, look, the, the beer was good, as you say. Um, I, I bought beers, I don't have any photographic evidence of Trevor buying any beer at all. Um, but I do have photographic evidence of uh, myself and Trevor at uh, Kaibun Park, which is. Um, a stadium that's on top of a, uh, a shopping centre, and uh, as Trevor always does, um, he tries to have a chat and you know, charm his way in onto getting a few photographs where people wouldn't normally get photographs. And uh, we got some photos in pitchside, but we just didn't didn't walk on the grass. They were they were actually very nice, weren't they, Trev?
0: Yeah, they were. There was there was a couple of lads there, and they had no problem at all, did they? no problem at all with letting us in and letting us have a quick look it was, it was a tidy little ground it wasn't it was in st gallen which isn't zurich's normal home ground we had to play in st gallen which i think was a, is a better football stadium from what i can make out um, just a bit that's what the swiss guy said does not it you yeah, they had
3: won to an athletic stadium that's why you couldn't go there
1: yeah, yeah. There was an event, yeah. an athletics event on on there. But the the Swiss guy who were chatting to um Trev, he said uh, that Saint Gallen was actually a better quality stadium, and also had closer to the pitch. So, which which was yeah. interesting. But Definitely. what was nice is, is there was there was there was beers had by all. Um, lots 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 of beers. Um, yeah, Look, let's let's do this. Uh, let's press play over here. This is what beer does to somebody. So, like, show your kids.
3: Yeah. Um... Embarrassing, mate. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it is. I'm blaming you. It I was going
1: to try. Listen, I was the one who didn't want any, any more beer, and you are the one who turned up at half-time with it. And to be honest uh toward, towards the end of it i was um i i was a man down and i i, I did have to um I, I, I did i did have to to leave early unfortunately uh cuz the german sausage and everything else um uh did did take hold listen look i, I i've got trevor uh me on my phone i just looked at my phone and he, he's, he's calling me something to do with anchors and stuff like that, but Trev did buy a beer, and there is evidence of Trev buying a beer. Let me bring it up, Trev, so that uh, you don't don't feel so guilty. It is a rare occasion, so I did take a photograph. Uh, Let me have a see if I can bring this up. Uh, One second. Uh, No, not that one. That one. There we go.
0: There we go. Look, he bought a beer. Terry. That isn't just proof that I buy beer. That's proof that you're full of bull crap because who actually <laughs> took pictures, like Who took the picture I did take... this? I and did. There you go then. That's, That's evidence. That was... Evidence.
1: But mind you, be, before we get on to the game itself, St Gallen... Uh, 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 you were mostly in Zurich, um, Dan. But uh, Trev, myself, and yourself—we, we on the—and the, Terry—we on the on the Wednesday night. We got into St. Gallen. We went out to the Irish bar, done a recce on the place, paid a spleen and half a heart for a burger and chips, um, and uh, then we 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 got a taxi for about one mile down the road at twenty five quid a mile and stuff, um, and we found this little pizza place—the only place we could find for a beer because we said like we've done the podcast and um they were watching something on YouTube. Talk to us about this, Trev.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah. When I walked in there, there was big smiles and that. And uh there we were on the telefogus. Famous. <laughs> Didn't give us a free beer though, did they? Still charged no. £5.50 a can of pop. For, uh,
1: for a can of beer poured into a pint glass, which the can of beer costs about two quid over the garage across the road. <laughs> 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 but listen, the, the the game was uh, it was a 2-1 game um uh, it was it was definitely a different game for many reasons which we'll go into but um i honestly had to look back at replays I honestly had to look back at replays and highlights. It was a long day. It was definitely very liquid. I invested all my um, English assets into liquid stock rather than physical stock, and it took its toll in the end, I think. Um, after a year out of Europe, um, Matt Turner appeared in goal. Um, John, talk to me about the lineup. So we had Matt Turner in goal, Tommy Asu, Holding, Gabriel, Tierney, laconga Shaka Vieira, Marquinez... Um, Marquinhos there you see I knew you had mispronounced her already Eddie and Nketiah and uh, Martinelli
3: What did you make of the lineup? I was surprised to see Turner But it's nice to see that we're actually going to go with a a cup keeper I always liked when we did that Until we get to the the business end and then we put your proper keeper in But I think I'm a bit disappointed for uh, young Ramsdale though because he hasn't actually played in a European football, style. I would have liked to have seen him start.
1: I think in hindsight, um, with uh, the, the Everton and PSV game getting postponed, which we'll talk to for the reasons about that afterwards, um, uh, yeah, he could have played. But I think under normal rotation rules and not rules, but you know, prudence uh, with the... Yeah, it, it it made sense to put Matt Turner on. Um, Dan, I'm going to ask you: What did you make of uh, Matt Turner's very early error that nearly led to a goal? Do you remember?
2: <laughs> you have to remind me on that one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> in, I, um, I I did. I rewatched the game the next day on the way to Milan when I was there. I had obviously a bit of long trips, so I rewatched the whole game. Um, certainly, nothing stood out for me. Um, I'm quite pleased with that team the fact that we've got quite a bit of, bit of depth to our team and, um, you know, depth to our squad. And I think like Arteta always says, if they're training well, they deserve a, a run out. And I think that's the case for a lot of them. And I think, you know, the more you play them, the the better competition, and the more they push each other to, to keep improving. So it's, a, it's only a good thing for me.
1: Hmm. Trev, um, you left me and... Um... Me, me and dan singing and teaching this young swiss kid of 10 rude words and songs uh and so on uh, mostly led by me i must add um uh but uh what did you make of the lineup yourself
0: yeah we see i can remember a bit more than you boys because with with european away trips in particular i like to just i know when i've had enough beer to be very very merry but still watch the game and I do like to watch the games abroad so that's why I disappeared off and left YouTube, and went to the south, the rear of the stand. I was happy with the team. I said last week that I wasn't sure whether Turner or, or Ramsdale would play. I thought that Ramsdale might play but he put Turner in and he made an early mistake but after that he looked very accomplished but I couldn't see us losing that game from the first kick. I couldn't see a real threat in that Zurich side and to be honest we, we, we made loads of changes but it's not like not like in previous years where we've made loads of changes and you've got youth team players or or, or people just emerging coming into the side. We had a, a, a very good side of players that we all know, we've all watched, we all know they're capable. And uh, I don't think they let us down on the night, really. It should have been more comfortable. We were unlucky to give away the penalty, I thought. But, uh, yeah, overall, I was very happy, very happy with it. And one or two that came in showed that... Uh, we have actually got a decent bench. I'll just name a couple. I mean, Tommy Asu came back and played the full game, which was lovely to see. Um, I thought that Holding, once again, didn't let us down. Never let us down, Holding. People are on his back need to leave him alone. I thought he did really, really well. And then, you know, I'm going to name a couple. Vieira looked looked quality. And Marquinhos, is finished for his goal, you know. You boys won't remember, but he's finished for his goal. He had to take it first time. Many, many, many players, because it was off the floor when he hit it, many, many, many players would have put that over the bar, would have skied that, and he took it really well. So, overall, I was very happy with it, Ferg, very happy indeed.
1: Hmm. Johnny, um, uh, Trev talked on some of the... the, the- the depth in the squad and so on, but Mark um, who was meant to go out on loan and don't do me on pronunciation. It's just, that's what he's going to be now. Um uh, 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 it, He was meant to go out on loan, but we've kept him uh, because we couldn't get another winger in, in replace of Pepe. He got his debut goal, Eddie assists. And as Trev said, it was, it was a screamer. It was a really good goal. only because of Yeah. Pepe. Yeah.
3: It was a really good goal. It was a great build up as well. And a, a lot of mm. the, um, the, the depth that we brought in all combined, it start it started quite uh, far back, and uh, you look at the all, all the players that we brought in played exceptionally well. But like Lekonga, nobody's mentioned Lekonga. He had a brilliant game again. I thought he I thought he was uh, quite the linchpin in the middle and allowed Fabio Vieira to kind of push forward a little bit more. I thought that was very good. Uh, and Marquinhos he got a goal and an assist. Eddie got a goal and an assist. I thought it was a solid performance, but we we, we didn't put our foot on their windpipe. As it, you know, we could have got four, five goals, and um, I think we could we should have done that.
1: So, um, uh, Trev, talk to me about the penalty then, since you probably at that stage I think me and Dan were probably a little bit hazy at that stage. Um, talk to us about the penalty. Uh, Eddie went in with a very rash tackle and. It was, a, bit, it, it was a penalty.
0: Don't forget what Johnny just said about we didn't put the foot on the windpipe. We can come back to that office. It's a really interesting mm, point, definitely. Johnny. Mace. Really interesting point, Johnny. Mace. Well, you see, I've watched it back. And I, I'm thinking that the player that got fouled coming from behind Eddie, I think Eddie swung his foot and he hadn't seen the player behind him yet. He just thought he was clearing the ball. It was no way a deliberate foul. I, I I side with Eddie here. I might get some grief over it, but I thought he was unlucky. The player coming from the blind side, just got a leg in front of him as Eddie went to clear the ball and Eddie kicked his leg. That was how I saw it. And I thought, well, you know, that could happen to anybody. That's unlucky. He's just really, really drawn the short straw there with with the timing of of, of the player coming in and him trying to clear the ball. So he has no blame for me, Eddie. You know, he... Um, it was a complete and utter accident, didn't mean it, and uh, he, he gave away a penalty, yeah, but we move on. It's not Eddie's fault. Totally agree. Totally agree. No. Before we go into yeah. Johnny's point, because uh, it's in the oh, second wait, half... Wait, wait, I... wait, wait, do you agree as well? These boys agree, do you agree as well? You can't remember, oh, can goodness. you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have watched back, I have watched back extended highlights, but yeah, yeah I, I to be honest i do remember i do remember this next point. it was a very poignant moment it is a, It's a it 's a point that everybody will remember where they were uh, at one moment in time um I remember twenty five years ago when Princess Di died, I will now never forget uh, the moment that we heard the sad news that um uh, the queen uh, passed away. We had heard throughout the day about um a few bits and pieces, not as much as people would have seen in the u k And uh, we tried to observe, uh, the Arsenal fans tried to observe um, a minute's silence, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we did uh, uh, impeccably, but we were heckled and booed down strangely by a neutral nation that is Switzerland in in, in Zurich. Um, And I've personally, on a personal note, I've never sang God Save the Queen or God Save the King, been an Irishman, I've always respected it, but I sang my bloody lungs out when uh, that minute finished because out of respect for somebody who's such a world leader uh, and figure, figurehead. um, uh, Dan, talk to us about that moment and I'll go to Trev.
2: Yeah. You know, even just then putting the picture up, gave me a little bit of goosebumps again. Um, I, I think no matter what your opinion is of, of, you know, royalty and the queen, there should be respect for someone that's passed. It's, it's, Someone's mother, someone's grandmother, someone's family. Um, and as a lot of people say, if you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing. So sit there, be quiet, have your moment silence, and let everyone else pay your respects you if they wish to. Um, it's a shame to have people, people, in like that. But as you said, the Arsenal fans, I think, were, were brilliant, as a lot of fans were. I've seen a lot of West Ham fans, for example, and you know, you've seen Rangers fans last night. Um, really good to see. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a sad moment, and as you said, never forget where we where we were when we heard the news. And um, yeah, obviously paying pay respects, and um, good, good to see the fans on our side show respect. Uh,
1: Trev, a um, it, it topic. Well, it was a weird away day as we we've all uh, said sitting in the car listening to Catherine Jenkins and and so on but um it it was a, a weird away day venue and it had uh, been moved from Zurich etc but then for that moment to happen and hear that news uh it just changed it changed it quite a lot didn't it
0: yeah well, to to be honest folk you've sort of tied it into what Johnny said there already um we we sat there at half time it just gone to half time and uh I got back in, this. I'd gone and got a beer and got back in, sat next to Terry and Terry showed me his phone He said, look, breaking news, the, the Queen's passed away. And I'm very much Royalist, Fergus, that's what I am. And I don't mind telling people I respect other people's views, unless they get rude and nasty with them views, then I tend to get rude and nasty back. But I'm a Royalist and it, and it put me on a right downer. I thought, oh, well, oh my word, you know, I'm 60 years old and that's the only monarch I've ever known, massive part of so many people's lives. So we sat there just in a bit sombre, really, Terry and myself. And then all the Arsenal squad were warming up on the pitch, all the subs and, and the rest of the squad. And suddenly they were waver- They all disappeared. They all disappeared off the pitch, every Arsenal player. And I said to Terry, are they going to come out? Are, what are they going to do? That? So I would imagine, who knows for sure, that, that the players didn't know. So obviously they've called them all in to tell the players what has happened and that they're going to have this minute silence after half-time um, which was impeccably observed by the Arsenal fans. We must say it wasn't impeccably observed by the Zurich fans, but most of them observed it. We must say that. Just the noisy ones, noisy few idiots. Um, and then we were away again. And that sort of, I'm sort of using that as an excuse to tie in with what, with what Johnny said about not putting the game yeah. to bed. I'm wondering at half time, they've been a bit shell shocked. They come out for the second half thinking, blimey, the Queen's died. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a bad situation. We're going to have half a, a minute's silence. And I think that's probably, I'm putting that down to so the reason why we didn't put our foot on the pedal and really put the game to bed for it. Uh,
1: but To be honest, I, 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 I did pick up on what uh, Johnny said, and I wanted to get the point in about half time first. But... I think it did have an impact on the crowd. I do think it had an impact on some of the players. But, Johnny, three substitutions were made on 69th minute. It was about the same time as I substituted myself into a cab. Um, the, um, and Jesus came on. Uh, I don't know who else came on. There were two other players. Zinchenko came on.
3: Zinchenko, <clears throat> yeah.
1: And who else? Odegaard, I think. Yes, so yeah, you think that changed it up, and 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 there was a bit more. seemed to be a bit more impetus from what I've seen on on the replays um, in the game, and we and we looked like you know we could have got another couple of goals, and even even Zura could have got one at, at the death. What what was your thoughts?
3: I just want to point out that when we came back out after half time, every single player had a black armband on, correct, uh, uh, which they didn't have in the first half, obviously. And secondly, yeah. just to mark it, the club actually stopped um, their broadcast at halftime uh, of the game out of respect, um, which I, I was a bit confused by. I wasn't watching it, but I heard about it afterwards, doing it halfway, and yeah, they stopped talking about it, stopped, uh, broadcasting the audio of the game. But the subs, going back to the subs, they did make a big difference. Um, but I think it was more of a rotation because there was inevitability. Uh, I felt it. Uh, there was a bit of an, an inevitability about our scoring yet another goal, but it just never seemed to to come. Um, and I think um, players like uh, Tommy Etici probably wouldn't have played so many minutes because I think uh, Cedric got a, an injury before uh, the team flew out, so he never travelled with the with the squad. Mm. So I would have expected more uh, more of a rotation there, but. I it just seemed to like peter out a little bit, you know. I, I really thought we we could have we could have really pushed on and uh, got some more. I was very impressed with Marquinhos. He's he, he was a very very good uh, full debut for the boy. Very impressed with him, and uh, Fabio Vieira as well. Very very good.
1: Sixty one minutes um, in. Eddie Inketia gets a header um, from a set piece. Dan um, Marquinhos. I think I pronounced it right this time, Um, with the assist. um, How was that celebrated in the grounds? Because it's hazy.
2: Yeah, I think there there were celebrations all day, obviously. I think exactly as you um, said, the um, sort of scenes and everything at halftime, the sad news, did put a bit of a downer on everyone. I think it it did feel a bit flat for a while. But um, I think of, of everyone having so much to drink, that quickly did pick up a bit for most. Uh, myself included. And yeah, I think the the winner was celebrated quite well. Um, Eddie, another one. I thought Eddie looked quite sharp, you know, apart from the penalty, as we said, which could happen to anyone. And I I think it's definitely a penalty, but he had a good game. The the ball for Marquinhos for um, the first goal was a brilliant ball from Eddie. And then to take it as he did, great finish. Um, This is a guy that's not had that many minutes this year, but every single minute he's had, we've all said he looks a bit fitter, sharper and stronger. So, maybe the competition is is really pushing him on as well. And um, I think we'll see him play a big part this season, really. You know, he's he's second striker and he's going to get quite a few minutes for us. I
3: think he's bulked up quite a bit, though. He might be having the the same personal trainer as you,
1: mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a really valid point because we saw him towards the end of last season. and There was contract talks and everything else about him. He's now come back and... He knows he's not going to be number one because Jesus is going to be way ahead of him. He knows he's only going to play a bit part. Yet again, when he's coming on the pitch, he is giving us all, don't you think, Trev?
0: I think that Eddie is a very honest striker and a, a decent young man. And that Eddie he scored, he, oh God, where were we last season when he missed one? Very similar. Right in front Nottingham Forests. Like
1: Nottingham yeah, Forests. Everton.
0: Everton. Right. The same He he, he missed it and this time he's put it away. If I'm honest, I I think Eddie's a good striker and he's going to be a very good striker. How can I put it? I'd still like to see another striker in Arsenal Football Club. I'd still like to see another striker playing for Arsenal Football Club. That's how I'll put it. But Eddie's doing nothing wrong at the moment. His effort levels are high. Um, And hopefully between him and Jesus, they'll uh, score plenty of goals this season. I do just have to... uh, Apologise to, um, when it comes to goal scorers, I have to apologise to Erling Haaland because I think I was recorded as saying that Jesus would score more goals than Erling Haaland this season. Um, I'd like to retract that statement, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably um, probably a prudent, uh, prudent move on there. I think he's going to um, score more goals than Nottingham Forest. Uh, on his, he probably will. Really, really, he, 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 well, he, he, if all the Notting Forest signings scored two goals each, I think that'll probably equate to what he might score this season. I've to sign 21 players, so he scored 40 goals in the Bundesliga. And I, me personally, if you look at a Haaland thing, I thought he'd come into the Premier League. And because the Premier League is faster, stronger, and everything else, I, I thought that um, he might struggle, but he's not looking that way. And I, I saw his goal last night after. I know you guys were watching uh, live. I watched it afterwards. And uh, yeah, what a goal. What what an assist as well for that goal. But let's not talk about Manchester City. The aftermath of uh, Zurich, uh, um, I couldn't make it back to the pub, but um, I know uh, one uh, Moroccan Sunset guy uh, did. Well, you never? It was quite lively over there. You had to get all the way back to Zurich as well, Dan. And you left there, what, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning?
2: Honestly, I'm not really sure what time I left. I know I just, I, I remember I got into my hotel about half 12, so I made it I made it well before the last train. And uh, I made it back with the help of uh, a lovely couple of Zurich fans. So uh, a big thank you to them because they definitely pointed me in the right direction of which platform to get on, I can tell you that. I'll t- um, tell you what, you've had to
1: do it. You've done that in Manchester Sorry? as well. You've done that in Manchester as well, having to get a Manchester fan to help you back onto a tram. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming in yeah, a running, a running theme, a, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's too. Never mind. Didn't you oh, end well, up well, with a, Brent, a Brentford program in your pocket the other the other week at the Arsenal? Indeed. You got so pissed up getting with yeah, a Brentford-Everton
2: game. Yeah, I don't know how I got a Brentford-Everton program, but yeah,
1: <laughs> I think I well, a you, you know what? I'm worried about you, mate. It's almost like we designed that. It, it, we didn't play everything this Sunday. So that game was cancelled. You know, so you see the little link in there? Uh, the game against Everton was cancelled this Sunday and done myself and Dan probably a bit of a favour. One for our livers and two also for our voices because my voice was a little bit croaky. Um, Dan's definitely was. Um... And then PSV, uh, which should be tonight, right now, which should be the game should be playing, uh, has been cancelled. And the reason behind that, clearly because of the the events that are going on in London, but also that PSV were probably going to do something similar to Cologne, uh, did and bring extra fans over and maybe jib the stadium or whatever. Not, not, not saying that necessarily we're planning to, but there definitely would have been uh, very exuberant fans. And I know they've got a good reputation, or not so good reputation, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, uh so it would have been an extra strain on the police force um Trev Brentford's gone ahead uh I know you're not coming down for that, and thankfully I've been sorted out by yourself and Terry for a ticket um so I'm going to Brentford. It's been moved to twelve o'clock kickoff, which is really really well it's probably easy for me for getting home because I might be home by midnight uh, i only live i only live about thirty miles away or twenty miles away It's just the the most awkward place in the world to go to. What are you hoping for Brentford like me and you went there last season, uh, first game of the season, first game that Brentford uh had in the Premier League, first in the top flight in seventy-three years. Uh we had a, a touch of COVID in the in the squad and we ended up losing two nil and it was just it was awful um the experience that we had there. What are you what I know what you're hoping for. What are you expecting um on Sunday?
0: Yeah, firstly firstly, Focus, I agree with you, mate. Horrible stadium to get to and from. Especially from, because I shut all the stations within about a five mile radius. And a uh, horrible result last season, but I feel very confident. I feel very confident about us this weekend. Having said that, I felt confidence last season. But I, I, I can't see us losing to Brentford. I think we, if we got our players back fit, we're, we're too good a side. We're too strong in all areas of the field for them. Um, I think their one threat is that striker. What's his name? I can't remember his name now. Ivan Tony. Yeah. Um, Ivan Tony, that's their one threat, and I don't think I don't think that he'll be good enough to play to outplay our, our defenders who are playing very well at the moment. So I'm confident of 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 an Arsenal win on Sunday. Uh, Johnny, uh, second season.
1: That one well. What's that? Ivan Tony, you, you got uh, that one right. It's not bloody difficult, is it? It's not even foreign, so I'm all right with that. Oh. <laughs> Ivan and Tony, that's quite you know. good. I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can pronounce Dan as well, so that's all right, Johnny. Um, you, you threw me now, um, uh, Ivan <laughs> Tony, um, uh, oh, yeah, he, Johnny, uh,
0: uh, 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 uh,
1: Ivan, Ivan yeah.
3: Tony. That like German sausage up, doing him a mischief again. I, th- I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: w- will he be buoyed with his England call up? You know, and and where else do you
3: see a, a threat coming from from Brentford? Uh. I think, one, one Ivan Tony deserves his call-up. I think it's a bit overdue, to be honest with you. Um, uh, and he, I think he'll probably score... He's more likely to score than the window licker from up the road. But their, their other threats, they have got some some decent players. Their new their Danish boy is quite good. I can't remember his name. Dramsgard, I think his name is. He's quite tasty. Um Obviously, and is a tried and tested player. He's quite, he's, he's quite good as well. I think they're just a well-oiled machine, you know. Uh, Thomas Frank has got them playing in the right way, and pretty much like Potter did with uh, with Brighton, he's just got that right way of doing things. But we've got the better version in the other dugout, so we got and we've got better players, and we've got um, the Tequila Boy. Playing in in the defense now, uh, and he's going to be full strength. And then he, we've got probably going to have Thomas Party back as well. But I think Samby deserves to keep his place uh, and let let um, uh, Party sit on the bench in case we need him.
1: Dan, thoughts on 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 the Brentford game, and you know where you've seen the main threats, and at the end, give us your score prediction.
2: I'm expecting a really, really difficult game. Um, I'm, I'm fully confident in our in our boys, and I, I do still think, like, we'll nick the win, but Brentford at home are a very different animal. You know, seven points from nine this year already, I think, and is it two from three on the road? You know, at home, they're a much, much better team. Very, very compact side. They can defend well, always up for the fight. You know, any 50-50 ball, they'll make it a 60-40. And then, look, as they set up top, you know, Ivan Toney and Buamo... Very, very good up top.
1: Hold your score prediction. Carry on, but hold your score prediction because I remember the question I was going to ask Johnny in a second. Go on, go on. Okay.
2: Score prediction. Um, I'm going to no, no, go. No, 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 no. I
1: said hold, hold your score prediction. Talk about what you think about okay. the game. got Johnny's question.
2: Yeah, yeah, go on. So, um, yeah, they're they they're a very good side. I think they're they're quite potent as well. As I said, very good up top. Very, very strong physical side as well. And um, they've got a bit about them now that they can play. Obviously, they've lost Ericsson, but they've replaced him this year. Um, tough place to go. Crowd, crowd as well has a big impact. But, yeah, I think I think we're, we've got enough about us now. Um, and I think, different to Johnny, I think I'd definitely put Partey straight back in for me. The Congress done nothing wrong. But for me, Partey is a big, big step up on, on anyone we have in that midfield. And he's massive to us, especially in a very, very
3: tight game that's going to be played at a tough place. I think it'd be a mistake to rush him back though. Don't you think? I mean, he's he's he is uh injury prone. So if we've got a slightly less difficult game, then I would leave him on the bench.
2: I don't think this is a less he, difficult game though. I really don't. I think this is a very, very tough game, and I think people underestimate Brentford. There are a lot of clubs that's gonna to go to Brentford this year and have a very tough
1: game. Um they are very good at home. So That links me into Johnny. The question I was going to ask before I asked you about Ivan Tony, second season syndrome. Everyone talks about the second season Mm. syndrome. Um, Are Brentford suffering from that? Um, You know, are they still? There's not a club you can't fear in the Premier League because it's you know it's it's quite a a fair and open league in the main. But you know, what, what what's your thoughts on on second season syndrome and Brentford?
3: Well, second season syndrome is always to do with the fact that you're no longer an unknown entity and then people have had a chance to, to suss you out, you know. And uh, they have a, a very organised way of playing and I think he's managed to develop it a little bit more, so I don't think he'll um, be um, suffering for, for being in the second season. Um but um, they won't finish as high as they did last last season at all.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Johnny, give us your score prediction for this game.
3: Uh, three one to the Arsenal.
1: Three one to the Arsenal, Dan.
2: Two one to Arsenal, for me.
1: Two one and Trev, your score prediction.
3: Um, three 0 no.
1: Sorry, three, no. someone's I'm... at
3: my door. I'll have to text you. Okay, that that all right? No all right. worries. Kick me out for a
0: minute. 3-0. Three, 3-0, um, three, three, three but I, I, yeah, but Dan's exactly right. Brentford is are a good side. Capable of beating anybody on their day, but I really do think we have improved enough to be able to sort these teams out. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we'll get a win. Maybe we'll all eat our words next week, but I don't care. I'm confident we'll get a win on Sunday.
1: Um, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going for a reverse score that we had last year. I'm going to go for two 0 for the Arsenal. Uh, Trev, um, with these games that have been postponed, we've got two games: uh, the Everton game, and uh, because of the PSG being rescheduled on the twentieth of October, allowing a lot of people to go see Lewis Dunford on um, on the nineteenth in uh, on the Wednesday, which is is good for uh, a lot of fans. Um, that means we've got two games that we're going to. Um, carry over, but in October, on top of that, we've got nine. Um, we've got nine games uh, yeah. in October. Spurs at home, Bodo at home, Liverpool at home, Bodo away, Leeds away, PSV at home, Southampton away, PSV away,
0: and Forest at home. That's that's a shed load of games, isn't it? So not only have we got nine games in. 30 days we've got two European trips as well. Um, But to be honest with you, Fergus, a lot of people are saying, well, we've had to postpone games because our poor Queen passed away. I'm not having any of that. I'm not having any of that. This is what happens when greedy money-grabbing people decide to schedule a World Cup in the winter right in the middle of everybody's football seasons. There was absolutely no room for manoeuvre with us having to shut down. Not only have they shut down, but they were allowing international breaks as well. Within this, with, before next week's an international break, it's absolutely. Stu- I've never. It's never have I had more proof that our poor game is all about the money now. Money, 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 money. That the World Cup, because because that lot that are hosting it, what are they called? Probably paid the most money for it, and it, it could have been anything. We could have had a couple of weeks of snow later in the season, or. We could have had some bad rain now, and and the grounds are unplayable, and there's absolutely no room for manoeuvre, mate. And the, the only people that they've got to blame is themselves, not anybody else. Scheduling a World Cup in the middle of winter—I'm not even going to watch it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that interested in national football anyway. I will watch it if, if, if sometimes, but do you know what? I'm. I can honestly say, and I love football. People know how much I love football, all types of football. But I can honestly say I've not given this World Cup approaching a second thought. I honestly haven't. I'm not interested. I think the game has gone too far. Too much money has been passed about. And scheduling, as I said, a, a competition in the middle of most people's football seasons is downright stupid. And if we end up in a mess, they get what they deserve. I
3: totally not, agree, actually. Let's not forget about this World Cup. How many How many of the uh, uh, workers died Building the uh, the grounds.
1: Uh, listen, I I don't know all about that. I don't know enough facts to even get into a debate about you with with that. And I I I know Let's Keep it light. Let's place. keep it light and move on. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Just, just drop that grenade in the middle there, Johnny. Eh? thank you very much. Boom. Um, but yeah, listen, I I totally agree with you, Trev. Um, for myself personally, the World Cup Ireland aren't in it. I do. I will keep an eye. I'll keep a. Uh, abreast of it, I'll watch some of the bigger games but it's a month off football and it's a month off football in the winter when I actually like watching the football, it's great that the season started a little bit earlier because we've had some sunny days and shorts and beers and stuff like that but um, uh, Johnny, uh, keeping it like nine games in in October Uh, which ones are the ones that you're looking forward to most, Spurs, Liverpool Leeds Southampton Forest are the away are the European games.
3: For me, it's going to be the North London derby because one, I'm going to get to go to it, which is good because I'm not going to get to give me any games this season. Um, and uh, probably, uh, I, I want to. I can't say I'm looking forward to it, but I, I think it would be a good yardstick when we play Liverpool uh, to see how um, how far we've come, especially if we've got everybody fit. Uh, to see actually how we measure up against uh, one of the best teams in the world. So for me, mm. it's number one is North London derby. Always, that's always the first fixture I look at when the fixtures come out and uh, the Liverpool match. But is it any more condensed than a Christmas period that we would normally have? I think yes. it is. I, I think it, think
1: it is. is. You, yeah, a, a it Christmas is. you get you get three or four games, but you don't you don't get nine games in that period of time. It is like. I think bar one week, there's definitely two games. When you're in European football, there's generally two games. There's two games, but there are, most of them are quite big. It's like Spurs is a big game. Bodo's going to be difficult. The, the travelling to go to Bodo, uh, and you're playing an artificial pitch as well, uh, above the Arctic Circle, that's not going to be easy. Liverpool yeah. at home, as you said, is going to be a big test. Leeds away. Never an easy game, I said. Uh, then you got PSV at home and away, Southampton away. You know, last season we went there, played our socks off, and Forster had the best game of his career uh, for us to lose. Uh, and Forrest, well, who knows? We we have not played them before. Dan, thoughts on that nine-game fixture block? Expensive. Um,
2: I'll start with what Trev said, and I think I I agree with one hundred percent exactly what he said um i think most fans are the same everyone prefers watching their, their club compared to international football international football is not the same sort of gravy for me um having said that i love getting behind the country and and some of the scenes you get you know if we get to the latter rounds is it's great and and tournament football for me if it's on every few days and every other day it's brilliant because i've got loads of football to watch but it's nothing i watch in the arsenal um I'm a bit more upbeat about the October ones. I'm quite happy for me. Um, yes, it's a lot of games. I get to watch my Arsenal games every three or four days. So, for me, October is fantastic. You know, it starts off beginning of the month, huge game, North London derby, let smash that brilliant. Got my birthday on the fourth, then it goes to Bodo away. You know, we've got some tough games in that month as well, like I said, Liverpool. But at the moment, the form we're in, bring it on. And then got some fantastic away trips obviously lucky enough to be able to go to, to Leeds and then PSV really looking forward to those great trips with with great people again so for me October is a fantastic month and uh, if they can squeeze another game in there I'd take it
1: yes yeah, se- seven games I've, I've just looked at the, the list on here seven out of those nine games uh, home and away I, I'm going to I'm not I'm not doing Bodo away Trevor are you still going to go to Bodo
0: um, I, I think I am Ferg I'm not going to get a ticket mate I'm absolutely I'm, and do you know what? I back the club in what they're doing. I'm not going to bore everyone with what the club is doing. Because they so few tickets, it gives the club a really good opportunity to monitor exactly who gets the tickets. So I'm not going to call the club out for that. They're doing what they think is right. It means that I won't get a ticket because I'm not in the top 404. Um, but what I don't want to see is I don't want to get there and see people that I know don't have the... Um, the, the, the vouchers or the credits that I do Going to watch the game with a ticket Because then I'll start asking questions So at the moment I'm not unhappy With what they're doing, they're trying to clamp down On people buying tickets For others, they're trying to clamp down On one person buying tickets and collecting them And giving them out to everyone else So yeah, I hope it works But if I get to Bodo and I see People going in the ground With, with a ticket They have less credits than me or I know don't don't have the right to be have that ticket through their own uh, qualification. Then I'll start asking questions. But I just wanted I wanted to dwell on October, Fergus, because it's interesting listening to you boys. It's a lot of football in October, but I'm not scared of any of them games in October. We've lost. We got to remember we've lost one game this season, and the game we lost at Manchester United. Every single one of us knows we were the better side. We had the better players. I think we we're just a bit naive on the day, a bit naive and. And and maybe just a bit inexperienced at that level in that crowd, and, uh, and maybe VAR. Crowd. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying not to mention it because no, it I know, I know, I know, I know. Nowadays, you don't talk about the goal scorers, you don't talk about the, the the defenders, you don't talk about the players. The first thing people talk about is the referee and the VAR. So I'm going to try and leave that. But I'm not scared of any of them games in October. They are all winnable. I think we'll probably get to the end of October with some injuries. It wouldn't be surprise me if Party and Tierney are back and then gone out again because they are prone, the lads, to an injury. Uh, but I honestly think, having seen, as Dan said earlier, and uh, uh, having seen who's come in, and Johnny said about who has uh, who's been turning out for us in the in the game in Zurich in particular, I'm not worried about who we bring in. I'm worried about our experience and uh, and, and learning from the mistakes we made at Man United. We well their two of their goals were from our defense just getting caught on the op, right, and I, I'm surprised I say that, but it's true. And then of course the substitutions we we all think well, most of us think that maybe that was the wrong thing to do at that time because we were still on top of the game. So don't I'm not worried. Don't be scared about October from our footballing abilities. I, I, I'm very confident in our footballing abilities to win any game we play, including Manchester City, who I think are the best club side in the world at the moment. What worries me most is how many injuries we get. Can we carry them, and and how how do we come out at the end of October? If we can come out at the end of October, sitting in the top two or three in the league, I know people will say, "Oh, we've dropped off the top." I won't be so concerned if we can come through that period, and keep ourselves in a fight. I'll be very happy.
1: Now, it's, to be honest, I, I was chatting to somebody today, uh, and they're I, I, they're not an avid football fan, like in the sense that to go to as many games as, as uh, us guys go to and so on. So I'll, I'm not criticising, but they 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 they, um, they they follow West Ham and they like a bit of um, Arsenal and they're from the Millwall area. So it, it, to give you a flavour of what they're talking about, but they, they came along and said um, City couldn't see anybody. We were talking about Haaland, couldn't see anybody getting past City. But they actually said that they could see the way Arsenal are playing at the moment seriously maybe challenging but definitely um, you know could end up in second position by the end of the season I think it's way too early to say um, I think that the tests
0: that I, I, I
1: listen top four top four for me would be would be rubbish. you know perfect
0: rubbish don't think anything below first Fergus that's where we are now that's how you got to get your mindset son first that's where we want to be oh Trev,
1: Trev, I love you to bits, mate. Honestly, I had four hours of that positivity in the car. Honestly, I was ready to hang myself by the end of it. <laughs> joking. Joking, mate. You know that.
3: <laughs> I believe
2: even a Mr. Wenger this week has uh, come out and said he still believes that we may even be out of challenge for the title. He said uh, top four should... Uh, I can't remember the exact words, but top four should be a very big possibility. And... Uh, don't rule out challenging for the title,
0: but you That's know Dan. We left us scene.
1: but Dan, you you know what? And Trev as well to a, a point. Before I was a Catherine, Jesus, yeah, it was Catherine, Catherine Jenkins. He loves her. He he he's got a poster up, up of her, and Jesus, we had to listen to the whole way. That that and that and. Uh, that and um, uh, punk, some dodgy Irish punk. What were they called? Or oh, Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. Yeah, I thought that was a, a Cockney rhyming slang for something. But, I, I, you know. Um, but, you, Dan, you, you're right. Uh, what's the point of being in a competition if you don't think you can win it? You know, you, Exactly you, that. I, I genuinely believe we can
2: challenge. And um, I know a lot of people laugh when I think we're top of the league and, and there is an element of a joke to it. There's also part of it, as me as a fan, when we're top of the league, I'm going to absolutely celebrate every single second of it. And while we are top of the league, I'm still going to be dreaming that we can win it. And I, I do believe with the improvements we've made, I don't think we'll be far off that. You know, stranger things have happened in the Premier League with Leicester winning the league. And for me, we've got a better squad than, than, than they had that year. You know, it, Wenger said there is not at the moment one dominant side in the Premier League. I do feel like City look a bit more dominant. But they have dropped like a few points here and there, and you know, and they they've dropped points like they did at Villa when no one expected it. It can happen.
1: Liverpool definitely don't look like the team they have been in the past. Mm. Uh, Chelsea with change of management look, I don't know, that seemed all a bit very strange bringing about miyang in who was Tuchel's man. Um, you know, uh, Tottenham, you know, they they look okay at times, and then they look crap at other times. You know, they're we'll very sporting. They, they, they were very sporting. Uh, they were very sporting to make history, being the first team to um, lose a game of football und- under uh, His Royal Heinz, Highness uh, King Charles III. So that will forever be in the history book. So thank you for that, um, Steve. In the chat, Flog and Molly are great. You listen to Flog and Molly on the A2 through the San Bernardino Tunnel for. Two hours, and you tell me how great they are, mate. Honestly, Terry, you, you got my back on this one. I've Guys, got no idea um, they are, I can tell you. They're, they're some
0: Irish punk band, uh, yeah, they're good, I... they're very good. <laughs> Let's put it this way they're better than listening to Terry and Fergus. Mind you, having said that, anything's better than listening to Terry and Fergus, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Steve agrees with me now. He doesn't like him that much. So, listen. Um, so, guys, uh, not much to talk about. More than that, um, we've got um, we've got like a game at the weekend, um, an international break, uh, and we'll probably we'll probably take a week off. Uh, I would have thought, and uh, let Trevor recover. And unless we can, unless there's some huge breaking news between now and then, we'll we'll chat to people um, in probably about ten days' time. Dan, uh, I will see you. I won't see you sun- Sunday, will I? Unless a ticket comes. I'm working on it. That's
2: a possibility, but I don't know yet.
1: All right. Well, let me know. Let me know, Johnny. I'll see you on the Northland Derby. It's going to be 12:30 in the uh, early afternoon, so I will be extremely drunk, as you would expect. Yeah, and I'll be sober as a judge, as is medically
0: advised. Okay. And Trev, uh, you're off on holidays, aren't you? I am. I'm off to Corfu on Tuesday morning for eleven nights, and I'm ready for it to be honest with you, mate. Fergus, just you see our good friend Ben Bennett, right? Yeah. We all know what and, and that point he makes there, right? October is suffering a real test for this squad. Will tell us a lot about how the season could pan out, even at this early stage. He's it, so right, but it's not. that's not just about the players, right? Ben Bennett is, is one of the most vociferous, top Arsenal fans I know, yeah? And I know for a fact that we could lose, hopefully we won't, but we could lose every game in October, and Ben Bennett will still be there, stood up, roaring his head off, cheering our great side on. And that's the test for all our fans. That's the test for all our fans. We've got to keep this support up. It's it's amazing the support we've had. Hopefully we'll win every game in October and the support will be flying. But regardless of what happens in October, our, our support has got to carry us through the season now. Ben will be doing it and we've all got to join him. Right, that's me done.
1: And Nobby makes a great point as well because we talked about Tottenham making history under King Charles the Third. Arsenal were also uh, the first team to win across Europe uh, under King Charles the Third, So that will go in the history books as well which is which is a great point. I never thought of that one, Dummy. I'll tell you, I've been winding up with my Spurs mates uh, about, about that. And um, yeah, now I'm going to add that one to it as well. i just embellish it a little bit further. Listen, if you like what we do, I know we're stuck on, um, on YouTube tonight and Twitter live. Uh, we're not on Facebook because Facebook keeps on playing us up a bit funny. So, Jump onto the YouTube channel. Uh, The guys that are are watching now, can you just click the subscribe and like button and let other people know who are watching it uh, to like and subscribe. We're up to about almost 800 uh, subscribers, so we would love to get to 1,000 before Christmas. Um, uh, Ben, definitely we'll see you Sunday, and yeah, we'll be singing loud and proud, and hopefully Dan can get a ticket as well. Um, You have been watching an an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans.
0: For like, us this, isn't now, right? Ferb, this isn't funny now, right? This isn't funny now, right? We just got to say one thing before we go with a straight face, right? We've got to say one thing rest in peace, Your Majesty. God save the Queen. God save the King. I'm done.
1: That was the most significant Trevor time I've ever heard. <laughs> it is, it is definitely is. <laughs> God save the Colonel. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't do that. That's almost blasphemous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you're going to uh, bloody get it when you see Zeus. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Johnny, thank you for joining us. I know it's been a little while. Uh, it would be good to see you again when we see you on Tottenham and a, a couple of games. I know there's lots of reasons why you can't get to football. Uh, all very, very noble and personal and stuff. But um, when you are outside block five, block six... This fellow is normally sitting around Moroccan sunset. Oh, I always have to correct myself. Uh, with a flag around him and normally an epileptic old 50-year-old uh, dancing around. Normally He's... inebriated, but we have a good old time.
0: Just look for the bloke wearing the shirt that's four sizes too small. You'll find him.
2: <laughs> no, and, and Dan. He's very nice, it's in his shirt.
1: <laughs>
2: Up the arse, well,
0: people. So- you feel- Oh, look, he's just going to go on, go on, go on, go on.
3: on,
2: on. Easy, you're so you What were you going to say? I was going to have a what you say? bit of Moroccan sunset time then. No, I, um, uh, oh, I was you want to say just one thing to touch on what you've both, what you've both said there about, um, block five, block six fans and people singing, etc. We've started to really get a good crowd going outside block five and block six. And obviously, we've got a couple of weeks break now between now and the next home game. But let's, um, let's really not let it drop. You know, next couple of weeks, rest your voices. Enjoy having a little bit of a break. But when we come back, loud, proud, same area, let's, let's keep it going and keep it going throughout the whole of October and into the rest of the season. So um, enjoy it. Have a laugh. Bring your mates. Have a sing-song and have a few beers and enjoy it. as i just said do that
0: you've been listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans follow us on facebook
1: at guns and yellow ribbons and twitter at guns and ribbons and remember to rate
0: and review us too